When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy, I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And man, yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. 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 I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lose, yeah. and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes, and pay attention, boy. cause he gon' teach a this is Dr. Mills inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is on assignment. This time he's on, what they say, the left coast. He's out there in California, is my understanding, getting some business done. With that being said, we have one of the best pinch hitters in the game, A.D. Drew, uh, batting up for him to make sure we get it all done with the three of us. With that being said, Welcome to episode 490 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBC dash for all things HBC sports. From institutions large and small, from the NEIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBC sports coach, HBC athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBC athletic programs in the business of HBC sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cabell, along with my co-hosts, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to our KCH 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall, Hall of Famer, multi-Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper in a beautiful home at Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. With that being said, Charles, how are you doing today? Doing well, Doc. Doing well, despite all. Uh, hanging in there, but uh, uh, a little tough afternoon for me. Lost my, my four-legged friend this afternoon, my dog. Uh, he's been with me since I... Moved into the neighborhood, showed up the second day I moved into my house. So uh, he's been with me for four or four years now and uh, kind of lost him today. So this is a tough afternoon for me. Certainly, we understand one thing to lose anybody, anything. It was certainly tough when you lose man's best friend. So mm-hmm. understand how you're dealing with that um, in terms of that. So all will be with you in terms of supporting you through this time. Mm-hmm. With that being said. Appreciate that. Oh, no doubt. 
With that being said, AD Drew, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. My uh, CIAA tournament binge watching was interrupted by a text from one Dr. J. Kenyatta Caville about 15 <laughs> minutes ago. Bro, can you uh can you come on today? So I guess Tuesday's been my pinch hit night. You know, last Tuesday I pinch hit for uh for Bo Carter and Roy at uh Miles basketball, and today I get to pinch hit for Mike. And so if if you see me looking down, Doctor Kavir, the iPad is right here, uh, <laughs> so I can keep up with the CIAA tournament. No doubt, I appreciate you pinch hitting as you said, getting it done. Today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by. THG Agency, LLC. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational and consulting and data analytics. With that being said, since you're the guest of the day, although you've been here often, but we still don't treat you in proper stead. Eddie Drew, why don't you kick us off with some news of the day? Well, I, I'm just going to keep it uh, real simple, Dr. Caville. I just want to talk about this CIAA tournament, man, the granddaddy of them all. And I know this is not necessarily on the script, but of the, I believe, of the five games they've played thus far, they played two yesterday, they've completed today, and there's a game going on right now. And every stinking game has been competitive, no matter what the seeds are, men or women. And... The first full day of action, we've already had our first overtime, Dr. Cavill, on the, on the women's side with uh, with Shaw and Virginia Union. And if you saw the end of that game, that game was wild, those last three minutes of that particular game. Uh, 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 let, me, let me take that back. The last three minutes of regulation and mm-hmm. into overtime. And the one thing I want to say is let's, let's embrace our heritage and let's really embrace these – HBCU basketball tournaments, you know, we give so much love for football, you know, Celebration Bowl is the Super Bowl for for Black people, the HBCU family union, whatever moniker you want to give on mm. the Celebration Bowl. But the CIAA is, you know, the, the, not only the granddad of them all when it comes to the conferences, but Anybody who's been and I've get this on my bucket list, but i even more than the ACC tournament, which is probably rated as the number one tournament on the Division One level. The CIAA surpasses that annually uh, with it, with his mm-hmm. ratings and used to pass it with his attendance and everything else. So uh, I just want everybody, if you're within shouting distance of Baltimore. Norfolk, Virginia, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, or Savannah, Georgia. Over the next three weeks, depending on which uh, which time it is, try to make your way there for at least one day and support uh, HBCUs, especially if you could get a day off and get to those early round games where nobody's there, but mamas and girlfriends at, th- at those games, you know. Mm. Yeah, well said. Well said, Andrew. I'm glad you pointed it out there. Couldn't have said it better. That being said, we um, will not have a show on Thursday. We plan to do both polls today and push them out. Um, I will be traveling to Baltimore to announce um, HBCU Arc 
which now has moved out of the state of Texas, will be partnering with Bowie State University mm. and doing the conference there next year uh, in the fall, I should say. Um, but we're announcing a, a pre-announcement, if you would. So excited about that, which means I'll get a chance to see a little bit of CIAA basketball action. So with that being said, uh, we'll just have the full show today. With that, let me go to Charles. I think you might want to go in a different direction while we're paying attention as Charles said, per, I mean, as A.B. said, appropriately to basketball, we also have another sport being played. It was past big weekend. What do you got, Charles? Yeah, let's switch gears a little bit. As Prairie View, uh, they rallied from a 10-8 deficit in the eighth inning uh, to force extra innings to secure a 13-12 win over the Alabama State Hornets in 10 innings this past Sunday. Junior Leonardo Bravo, 2-0, he got the win coming out of the bullpen. His right hand went Two-thirds of the inning, giving up one run and one hit, allowing no walks and striking out one. As senior Victor Mendoza also pitched well, going one shutout in. And so, big win. Prairie View knocked off uh, Alabama State. Uh, I think uh, Southern, if I'm not mistaken, they knocked off Alabama State in that Andre Dawson Classic. So, you had some good uh, early season matchups, both in the Cactus Jack and in the Andre Dawson Classic, where you had uh, some of the top 10 teams in the Black College Nines, uh, top 10 ranking, going against each other. So, good weekend in baseball. Good stuff. Shout out to Edwards. He said he's going to do a little bit of the dad tonight in terms of Prairie View winning the baseball classic. That's two in a row. Going three in a row. Two in a row. Yeah. Uh, finally making a statement for the West, if you would, against the East, particularly when you talk about the quality of the teams they played. They played the regular season champion, Alabama State, and got it done to them. You just talked about the comeback to tie the game, and then they got it done in extra innings. Y'all had a win against FAMU that won the SWAC tournament last year. So quality, quality wins. And then they put a little something on North Carolina A&T. Yeah. Uh, they get back into some HBCU sports business. Uh, so that's fascinating. I did want to share this because AD made a great point in terms of making sure you can get out there and support some of these tournaments, particularly GCAC, CIAA. Uh, you get into the SIC next weekend. But a lot of the NI action is going on this weekend. So you have in Stillman, Stillman College Hayes Center on Thursday, February 29th. It kicks off at 11 a.m. You have the GCAC tournament, uh, which will be a fascinating one. Obviously, you have the Red River Athletic Conference for several HBCUs, and two of them are playing really well on the men's side, Xavier, uh, as well as um, Texas Texas College. Uh, that's March 1st to the 3rd. On the women's side, you have Xavier doing well. And then you have in the Sooner Athletic Conference, Langston, uh, HBCU over there, uh, both on the men's and women's side. So look forward to them. That's February the 29th to March 5th. So you'll have quite a few HBCUs playing some good basketball tournament, and I agree with A.D. Drew. Let's make sure we get out there and get that in there. AD will be representing BCSN, and he has a schedule full. So he's going to find a way to get over to the GCAC to make sure we get some insight. So check him out on Sunday. I'm sure he'll make sure that he'll give you what he saw. He saw how he broke down uh, watching the CIAA, giving you some good action there. And then uh, you'll notice he'll be in SIC country uh, next week to make sure you get it done. And then he's not going to let it alone. Final week, he's going to be in Birmingham for the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Uh, and so we'll keep you updated over the next couple of weeks to see what that looks like. But let's take our first break and come back and get you some of these polls. Mid-major wise, you got the polls 
pretty much ending the regular season. So we'll see what teams look like ranking at the mid-major, both men's and women's. Uh, we got a couple more weeks in terms of the major division. I have to give a shout out to Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils as they got finally got kid, one. Got one. Happened to be painfully against Prairie View, so Mike had to do his. This is Valley, Valley, yeah, Mike Valley. We talk about having for Prairie View, but they find a way to get well against Prairie View uh, in multiple sports. Men's <laughs> basketball, football. So, and at worst, we had a twenty-eight. 28- Old streak that was mentioned <laughs> by uh, Brian uh, that they were looking to make even, I guess, and then obviously could have went the rest of the season and broke the streak. They were at 27 straight losses. Both Grambling uh, put them in the mix, and Prairie View had 28 old seasons straight losses. Uh, they made sure that they did not tie that record, and it happened to be against Valley. Valley has done this for a long time. You know when Prairie went on the 80-game losing streak, right? <laughs> the team that started that losing streak was Mississippi Valley. I was on campus as a freshman <laughs> during that time. When this Mike is, Mike is going to have to retire to catch for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know he better quit step dancing on that Indian burial center right. talking about Valley. He wanted to change it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, man. more important, more important than the loss is where that, that loss puts Prairie View when it comes to the swag race. Oh, they, they, yeah, it's over. They forget that. Yeah, you're right. That's a great yeah. point. They will yeah. not. I don't see how they make the tournament. I knew. I thought they needed both, uh, but they certainly needed one, which obviously you would have thought of been valid. So you're right, AG Drew. It's going to be tough to find a way. You got probably fam you. Uh, Pine Bluff and Alabama A&M fighting to see who's going to be that last seed in at number eight. Um, but Valley and Prairie View, um, I would be surprised. I know they're ahead of FAMU technically, but uh, this is going to be hard. But that being said, let's go to our first break. We'll come back on the other side see if we can sneak a little more of that basketball turkey in this. It's the time of the year. Uh, people are putting on their dancing shoes. They want to go dance. Let's see what it looks like on the other side break. in terms of pole ranking. Yeah. Itchy. Squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean, get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. thamptonlaw.com. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. 
Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. We press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love that. And who the ball, So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Will with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Charles and AD. Let's get into the mid-major on the women's side with the poll ranking. There is a team that dropped out, and that is none other than the Miles, Lady Golden Bears. They were rolling. You thought had the big win. Remember when Kentucky State Thoroughbreds were undefeated? They got it done. Well, they dropped to 20-6, and 15-4 on the season. But worse than that for them, they looked like they were going to win the Western Division. No. But that loss, it pushed Kentucky State up. Credit to them to get it done. Kentucky State is outside of that top seven, but right outside of that top seven, essentially are number eight. Uh, as you see, at outside receiving votes is Savannah State Tigers at 19 and 5, 15 and 4. Yeah, Miles Lady Golden Bears, 20 and 6. 15 and 4. So they don't drop too far down out of the top five, but they do drop out of the top five. With that being said, let's get in to the top five. At number five, you have Xavier, the Gold Nuggets. They remain at number five. They had two big wins uh, this past weekend 23 and 5, 19 and 3, 49 points. Uh, but they remain at number five. Bring us to number four, Langston Lions. They've been winning big time. They find a way to jump in the pole in week number eight. 22 and 6, 17 and 5, 53 uh, points. They were not ranked, and they jumped all the way up to the top five at number four. Bring us to number three, Virginia State Lady Tigers. Mm. I mean, Lady Trojans, uh, 22 and 4, 13 and 4, 60 total points. Uh, they remain at number three. And they had a victory before. Now they're going into the CIAA. Can they push it forward? Can they bring home the trophy? Looks like they probably will get a postseason invite one way or the other, but they want that CIAA tournament trophy. With that being said, number two, Fayetteville State Lady Broncos are in the way. And they say they have something to say about it. They had 24 and 2 with a stellar regular season, 17 and 1, record setting season. Three first place votes, 75 points, previous rank two. So they stay right there with that momentum. Man, you know it's stuff about those upsets, but it would be a beautiful thing if we could find Fayetteville State and Virginia State in the championship game. We'll mm. see if they can hold chalk. I don't know. We'll see. At number one, Rust Lady Bearcats, 25 and 3, 17 and 1. Five first place votes, 71 points, dominating uh, the GCAC. Only one loss. Uh, it'll be interesting. Last year in the tournament, uh, they had to win it at the buzzer, essentially, to get it done. Uh, will they have that type of run in the tournament? Or will they run right through the tournament on their way to the NAIA 
national tournament. We shall see. But it should be fascinating in Tuscaloosa for TCAC, particularly on the women's side. We'll see what that looks like. You have Fix in the background, maybe trying to find a way to sneak in there. Philanna Smith may have something to say with it. Remember, they had that legendary uh, matchup last year in the championship game. With that being said, let me go to you, Charles. What are your thoughts in terms of the top five rankings for the mid-major women in week number eight? I like it. Uh, I like what we have here, and I'm especially interested in number two and number three, uh, Virginia State, Fayetteville State. Uh, we got the CIAA tournament going on right now. AD Drew, take me down this rabbit hole. Is there a, <laughs> a, is there a Claflin? Is there a Johnson C. Smith? Who is a bad matchup for either Fayetteville State or Virginia State? Well, ironically, the Winston-Salem State-Johnson C. Smith game, is, which is going on right now, the winner of that game will face Virginia State, and that will be on, on Thursday. But uh, initially, I would have said Lincoln, PA, going against Elizabeth City would have been a matchup that should scare Elizabeth City, but Lincoln lost. So we 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 could throw that one out, that uh nostrification out. But uh I, I, I the winner of today's game against Virginia State should be something, but Shaw today it impressed me with the way they they won mm. that game. The, uh, a lot of uh a lot of adversity in that game and came back and consistently fought back uh, some, some, I won't say questionable calls, but, you know, you had a flagrant one called on one end coming down the stretch. And then on the opposite end, you had a flopping call, like the next, the next sequence of plays. I mean, what, what, what where do we see that at? <laughs> so yeah, uh, that, that, that's got popular uh, that flopping call. Uh, like. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 and, and, and the thing is, both of them they had to go to the monitor to adjudicate the to adjudicate the files, oh, which, which which, which yeah. means you got the Jeopardy music playing while they uh doing it. But yeah, I, I, for some reason, I like Shaw over over Claflin as the one that I am going to keep my eye out of if you're going to get an upset because I said this last week. I think I was on this show. I know I said it on Sports Rap Sunday. Go back and watch uh, Brian and myself's breakdown of it. There's always a team with the bye that drops that first game of the tournament against a team that has already played mm-hmm. a game. I'm looking for – on the women's side, I'm looking Shaw Claflin as that one to watch and i'm gonna give you one charles and you your uh wendy's not gonna like when i say this but mm. philanda Don't always gives us <laughs> hell they really do it, it, yeah whenever it happens i am looking for another classic matchup in Ooh, the finals because they're dude. on the opposite side of the bracket so it won't be until the finals when those two uh would me and it would not surprise me if Philanda does it once again. No disrespect to Coach uh, Jackson over there at Russ, but for some reason, that is the one matchup that he cannot consistently win. You know, it, it's it's a coin flip every time those two play each other. Mm-hmm. Three, three. Anything else stands out in terms of the poll before we take this break, AD? Uh, one thing I want to look at the bottom half of the bracket. 
for the championship game. The bottom half of the bracket, the semifinal is at 6 o'clock on March 1st. The championship game is at 1 o'clock mm, on March yeah. 2nd. Whereas the other semifinal coming off the top half of the bracket is 12 o'clock on March 1st and then 1 o'clock on uh, March 2nd. All day to get off those knees. Does that play a factor that 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 extra rest that that first semifinal uh, team get, which is the half of the bracket that Elizabeth City and Claflin are on? Will that play a factor on on the championship? Whoever comes out of that that bracket, that half of the bracket, versus the team who comes out the southern half of the bracket, which uh, contains Fayetteville State and Virginia State for the championship. Just something to keep your eye out on. Mm, great points. You know, it's something when you look at the women's poll. And all teams have 20-plus wins, clearly over 20 wins. And even Miles Lady Golden Bears that lost the last two, they drop out and they still have 20 wins. That just lets you know what they get Nobody done. has more than five losses. That's what's impressive. Yeah, another one. Mm. Great point. Let's get into yeah. our next break and see what it is on the men's side of the mid-major. Stick with it. will be right back after this break. It comes to professional learning. Teachers deserve better. From the leader in online learning, Stride brings you the Stride Professional Development Center an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that gives teachers choice and flexibility, allowing them to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. It's time you take charge of your learning. Visit us today to get started. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thins reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This Padwick's gush is 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love yeah. and who the ball. So listen to Professor Yesler yes, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville inside the HBC Sports Lab with Charles and AD, the professors in the building. Shout out to Edwin E. Moore that has me cracking up in the break, asking a question about the Bearcats and the Bobcats, Chupacabra. As <laughs> <laughs> we talk about all this, he said he was curious about the Bobcat too. He saw one in high, junior high school. Said yeah. term he ever run. I they real. You still here to talk about it, so I know you will be picking them up and laying them down. With that yeah. being said, let's get into the major, mid-major division of the poll ranking. Give you some updates of what's going on on the men's side of things. 
Drop me out this week. Benedict wow. Tyson. They had a loss and a win. They finally fall out. Uh, top 25 program. Uh, kind of struggling late, but they still just have six losses on the season. 21-6, 15-6, and all six of those losses have been in the conference. Uh, certainly gives you an uh, understanding of just how tough it was in the East. Uh, before we get into top five, though, let's talk about some of the teams receiving votes. Texas College Steers at 20-7, and 16-5. They had a win and loss as they close out regular season. Benedict still stays in that top seven. Uh, Benedict Tigers are 21-6, 15-6. Some of the other teams out of the East that have fallen on hard time is Morehouse Maroon Tigers, although they've had two big wins to close it out before they go into tournament. So you're talking about playing some good basketball right now. They had 19-9, 16-5 in the conference race for Atlanta Smith. Talking about on the women's side, on the men's side, they're playing pretty well, 18-8, 14-4 out of the GCAC and Talladega Tornadoes at 21-6, and 10-4. You see, I got it there, Charles, Talladega mm. Tornadoes. 21-6, mm. and 10-4 in terms of what they did in the GCAC. <laughs> Let's take a look at the top five as we get into uh, that top five. Getting in there is Xavier Goldrush. Just like on the women's side, they're playing some good basketball on the men's side. Out of the Red River Athletic Conference, they were – uh, sitting at 21 and five overall, 16 and four, 47 points, and they remain in the fifth spot. Number four, Tougaloo Bulldog, 23 and five, 15 and three. They jump in from receiving votes, had to make sure we get it, and actually threw up their logo as well. <laughs> I understood that. That is 23 and five, 15 and three. I wanted to show them plenty of love. 58 points, not ranked in the top five. Just make sure for all those Mississippi folks, I want to be invited back to Mississippi. Particularly. <laughs> they just treat me so well. So I thought I'd go the extra mile. Shout out to all those good folks over there. Bringing us to number three, Clark Atlanta Panthers. You know what I tell you about Clark Atlanta? They won the regular season in terms of the East. Obviously a strong division to find a way to get out of there, and they do it in style. Uh, they do have one loss as they close out the season, but they still hold on to it based on the loss of Benedict. A classic matchup uh, during the break, Roy, talking about uh, BCSN and how that went down with some of those games, whatever waters and the likes, going to the monitor, looking at stuff, three possession lead changes during different games. And that. So it's going down in the SIAC to close out the regular season. If this is any indication of the tournament that AD will be watching and uh, making sure he gives us the updates, it will be a night, another Head spin, which he likes to have chaos with. They might have already started. 22 and 5, 16 and 5, they still stand up as they remain in the three spot in the mid major poll ranking. Bring us to number two, Miles Golden Bears. They get in the top five and they hold on to it for the second consecutive week. Miles is at 20 and 5. They had a win this past week, 15 and 4, 71 and 2. Might be the hottest team going into the tournament. It's Miles. You talk about Clark Atlanta. Remember, just less than 10 days ago, you had that head-to-head matchup between Clark Atlanta and Miles. It was in Fairfield. For those that don't know, that's greater Birmingham outside of that area for Miles College. The Golden Bears are there. Uh, shout out to uh, one of our frat brothers over there that wanted to make sure I talked with the Miles Golden Bears. I said, we just talked about it. You need to make sure you're watching the show. You tell it on yourself. Well, I gave him a little extra spin there. 25, 15, and 4. As I said, team that is very hot. They remain at number two, 71, 
in the ranking. At, and that's Chris. I'm going to give him a shout out, let him know. At number one, Langston Lions, 27 and one, 21 and one, all eight first places. Remember, it's been a while now. They locked up the conference sooner athletic standing. And I told you they'll be in the tournament this past, this weekend. Uh, so keep your eyes on the lines to just see if they can continue to roll as they prepare to get in the NI tournament and make a run. Eight first place votes, they hold them all at 80 points, remain number one. They continue to maintain that number one ranking. I'm not sure if anybody can get them, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in these postseasons, whether it's the conference tournament or the national tournament. With that being said, I'm going to go to you, AD, first, then come to Charles and see if he's just smiling. He has something to say, but I'm going to make him hold on it for a little bit. Eddie Drew, what's your thoughts? All right, let's, let's just go ahead and let's just throw Langston out the window. We know that they're good. <laughs> they're, they're all that and a bag of chips. They deserve every adjective mm-hmm. that we can put before and after the Langston Lions when describing their basketball team. Let's look at the SIAC. On the on a national level, we've got Benedict and Clark Atlanta who are under consideration for uh for for the for the uh, for the national tournament. They're they're currently in the top ten. They have not ordered the top ten. They just have the ten teams listed alphabetically right now. So Benedict and Clark are listed among those teams. They are two of the three HBCUs that are listed. Uh those two in the South and West Virginia State is listed in the Atlantic in the Atlantic region. So uh mm. I wonder where they at on your on your poll there, Dr. Kabir, where your voters at? No West Virginia State love. They just, they, just they outside this, of that top seven. They in there. They, they, uh, they behind right. Caledonia. It's tough to get in the mid majors uh with twenty plus wins. You got to be smoking. These folks don't play. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But what that what that tells me, Doc that those two M&M schools, that would be Miles and Morehouse, despite how good they are, despite where they rank at in the Dr. Cavill's poll on a national level, that is saying that they will have to win the mm. SIAC tournament in order, in order to get in. Now, when you, when you look at a team like Miles, who defense travels, just like in football, defense travels. Miles plays the best defense hand down in the SIAC. They're, they're giving up right at 60 points per game. Uh, so uh, you you have to think that that's going to uh, equate over into the tournament, especially when uh, – how, how, how can I put it? Gonads get a little tighter in the tournament and <laughs> – possessions possessions become longer people don't shoot as often and right. you know so that's going to favor a team like miles when it comes down to uh to the tournament so i'm just looking for it be, because it- they already play they already play they already play good defense they already play the best defense and when possessions become limited you know a team that's used to getting up and down and fast breaking and scoring 80, 80, 85 points a game, that does not happen in anybody's conference tournament, y'all. Teams, team scoring average naturally go down 
in the tournament because because these teams value the possessions even even more. So a team that plays good defense that favors them even more because they're used to having those uh those valuable possessions. My despite the fact that Miles only scores sixty points a game, they don't. I mean, give up sixty points a game. They only score 66, 67 points a game. So and, and, and that's 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 my concern. Can they score enough? I mean. I mean, mm. I I get it. Defense is, and possessions matter, especially postseason. But uh, what really concerns me is, and I've watched this enough with Jackson State in the tournament, where they just can't score. They can't, you know, they play defense like all get out, but can't, you know, they go four, five, six, seven possessions without scoring. Does that playing so hard on the defensive end of the uh, side of the ball, does it uh, – does it take away legs, especially when you're trying to get some uh, some points on the offensive side? For a team that's used to playing like that, it, 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 it's no problem. For a team, we'll, we'll say we'll say a Benedict or a Clark Atlanta that likes to get up and score. It can mentally affect them. You've got certain teams uh, that are used to they, they know they'll go five possessions and won't score. But they're not worried about it because they know you're not going to score these five possessions also. That's just how they play. But for teams that are used to going ODO, offense, defense, offense, and not able to score, then it, 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 it's, it's a mental drain on them. And one last thing before I get out of here. Shout out to Coach Fred Watson at Miles. No Ever since coming two miles from Benedict, he has won outright or a share of the SIAC West title. He came Crazy. over in the 18-19 season. So that, that would count on, I believe that is five consecutive SIAC West titles for one coach, Fred Watson. Let's who's get his man his flowers while he's here. Who's going to scoop him up? Who's out there that's going to scoop up Fred Watson? I mean, some, some somebody on on the on the Division One level, be it HBCU, be it non HBCU. I mean, it'll really, be interesting. Really to see when, especially, I was gonna say, especially given the fact that he's won at two of the most limited resource HBCUs that we that we have, and he's been able to recruit successfully at Benedict. And Miles, who well, let's be real, they those do not have the deepest pockets when it comes to their alumni. Those two schools. No, I think you say both of y'all ask really important questions when you go beyond the season and what it looks like. We talked a little bit about Langston, Coach Chris, right? You put that out there yourself, Eddie Drew. What I've noticed is you hadn't seen in the SWAC or the MIAC over the last ten some years where ads were bringing up. Division two coaches or NIA right. coaches. It hasn't right. happened. That window uh, hasn't taken place in a while. You see it in football uh, more than you do. And we just seen an uptick of that this past all season. So maybe things will switch, but you don't see it as often. Uh, you tend to see other Division one coaches switch from a program. You see assistant D1 coaches get elevated and move to a program. And you see assistant coaches from other Division one programs outside of HBCUs, um, mainly, obviously, historically white colleges and universities, I like to call them. But you don't see the opportunity to move up from D2, NIA to D1. You've seen that 15 years ago. You had a lot of coaches that were in the Red River Athletic Conference coming from Texas College, 
uh, Wiley College, Langston. Uh, at that time, Langston was in the Red River, and they were both on the men's and women's side, coming over to Prairie View, coming over to uh, Ramblin', coming on the women's side, on the men's side, Mississippi Valley. Uh, but you hadn't seen it much. You've seen a you know D2 out of the CIAA coming over to Gramlin about 15 years ago. But again, uh, if you think about it, that's not something that's taken place at the uh, over the last 10 years. So I think it's an important question to kind of keep our eyes on it. You know, what is the framework so different at the Division One level in men's and women's basketball that you don't necessarily see uh, at the FCS level? With that, let's take our next break. We'll come back and talk a little bit on the major side. And we might see some of the programs that you don't have to worry about having new coaches unless they go somewhere else um, uh, in terms <laughs> of get an opportunity. Uh, but that may keep you in line of some of the coaches that may be in a position where uh, they're struggling and we might have some opening spots to see if somebody's going to take a flyer on some of these uh, great coaches. Fascinating to see what that looks like. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this next break. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. I'm returning to Clinton, Paris, and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton, Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team if they want a lot. Yeah, and who the ball? So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Doctor Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab with the professors, Professor Bishop, Professor True. Let's get into it on the mid major for the women. Sugar is not dead. We're gonna start with the ladies up to it as they grace the courts and get it done. Uh, shout out to Liv as she is doing great work on HBC Nightly. Uh, we've had those guests on there. We're going to bring her on here as well. Got a contact, try to reach out. Uh, but they are doing some marvelous work. They usually on Friday nights, but this past weekend they did Sunday night. And boy, do they get into some good basketball talk. So if you want some extended talk, really some details, make sure you go take uh, check out uh, HBCU nightly with uh, Hoops Nightly, uh, as they, as I said, traditionally do Fridays, but they moved to Sunday this past weekend with the tournaments. Make sure you check them out to see where they're moving. With that, let's get into the major division for the women. Uh, Pine Bluff, uh, they dropped out on the women's side. A tough loss credit on Monday. They got a 
bounce back. Uh, Coach Don over there got it done with 100 wins of the program. Uh, that was big time to do that, particularly after everything that took place to find a way to get a win on Monday. Credit to her. They bounced back big fashion, but it wasn't enough to keep them dropping out as they did have that loss on Saturday. They are at 15-3, and three, dropping out. Those receiving votes, I'm bluff, right? In the mix, 15-13-40. So they're just outside of there. Southern Jaguars who had a tough loss as well. Shout out to Grambling that had went 4-0 against Southern in basketball this year, including getting two big wins on the road. That's big time. Let's get into the top five. We have a new top five in the ranking. And number five, Howard Bison, 11-14, 8-3, and 52 points. They were not ranked. Howard has quietly been winning, stacking up those wins because, remember, they fell a little early, but they found a way and at least are pushing uh, the top seed over there in the MEAC. They are at number five with 52 points, bringing us to number four. North Carolina A&T State Aggies got two big wins as they bounce back. But, unfortunately, a, a, a loss a couple of weeks ago, having one loss behind. Let's see Hawks over there, but they had that matchup this week, so it'll be interesting to see can they get a share of the Coastal. Uh, maybe another loss will make them find a way to get it outright, but they're still in the top five in the mix, remaining at number four with 54 points, 18 and 8, 12 and 3 in the Colonial. At number three, Randall State Tigers told you about this program. Once they jumped in the top five, they want to let it go. They got a taste of winning. New coach and Boy, are they getting it done. 17 and 8, 11 and 3, 62 points, and they remain right there in the three spot. At number two, Norfolk State Spartans, 21 and 5, 10 and 1. They're pretty hot as well. One first place vote, 73 points, sitting at the number two spot. Uh, they would be at number one, except you have the Jackson State Tigers. Those ladies mm. in Jackson, Mississippi, they know how, and it seems like they like. To win 19 and 6, 14 and 0. Uh, they are looking to clinch the regular season as they get done. Seven first place votes, 79 points. And boy, are they rolling. One went away from another 21 season. Man, wow. It is amazing what they're doing over there in Jackson, Mississippi, particularly on the women's side of the hardwood. With that being said, Charles, what do you think about the top five? Uh, I think you hit it on the head. I, and I was going to mention the Howard uh, basketball team. Seems as though they're coming down the back stretch and nobody sees them. But they're, 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 they're right on the tail of, of Norfolk State, if you will. So uh, it, it's very interesting to watch and see what they're doing. Like I said, they start off a little bit slow, but they picked up steam going down the stretch. Uh, a team that's tremendously impressive to me, uh, Gramlin. Uh, when you take a look at this Gramlin team, uh, offensively, they're in the top three. Defensively, they're in the top three. And they don't have a leading score nowhere close uh, within the top 15, 16, 17 players in the sweat. They do it with great team basketball. And if not for Jackson State, we would be really talking about this Grandma State basketball team. Uh, like I said, that, that was impressive to go down to Baton Rouge this weekend and, and get the W. Uh, Jackson State, they're hitting on all cylinders. Texas two-step this weekend. I uh, don't think they'll have a problem Saturday, but uh, Monday, going down there to Prairie View. I, I've seen weird things happen. Monday, Manic Madness. So let's see what yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. We just 
We saw Monday Madness with Ballet. Ballet? Yeah, we did. Monday Madness. Did. I did not feel comfortable at that game after Charles introduced me to the Monday Madness. I was like, uh, weird. Weird things happen. <laughs> I say, I say, please blow them out early. Once I saw them down early at halftime, I was like, Ey. they made a run in the second half, but couldn't get far enough away from them without yeah. them to wheel them down. Shout out to those Delta Devils and the gentleman with the call. They got a mention on ESPN like, in terms of how, how they were hyped about getting the win. <laughs> and he talked about them rushing the floor. Boy, I tell you, they tickle me. <laughs> they having a ball, having too much fun. And it's just something about black joy, particularly from young folks that are putting in work. I can't hate on that. In fact, I celebrate it. With that being said, A.D. Drew, I want to get your thoughts on the women's top five, but we have to acknowledge, I kind of teased it out there, North Carolina A&T in the Colonial against Stony Brook. A and T seventeen and eight, eleven and three in the race. Stony Brook is twenty one and three, twelve and two. This is on Sunday. So both teams have a game on uh, Friday before they get into that matchup. But since we won't be back on Thursday, I got to keep my eyes on that. And obviously, Charles kind of alluded to some of those big matchups in both the MIAC and the SWAC. As you start to go down the stretch, people are trying to close out on a regular season champion. And if you're too far out and you can't get that, then you're really looking at making uh, your seedings, and some folks, if you're in the SWAC, you're looking to see to make sure you get in the tournament, see if you can get some of that uh, March madness getting going. With that being said, Drew, what do you think on the women's top five? Uh, before I give this final from the CIAA, I want to uh, point out a couple of things. Number one, I am so happy that at least for a moment, it seems like the Golden Lions has solved whatever the hell they had mm. going on in, internally last week. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that looks like that may be behind them with them getting that W. But Charles, here's your softball. Does Grambling have what it takes to scare the crap out of Jackson State and possibly? upset them in the tournament like you said they they don't have one person to key on they their team effort can they knock a jackson state off on the women's side you have to rebound with jackson state and what they are tremendous at is offensive rebound uh second second chance possessions if you take a look at the box scores with most of their games uh they're normally whooping you on second chance possessions and and that's one of the things that i just sort of pay attention to with regards to Jackson State, uh, they, they, they're normally stout uh, with regards to uh, Angel Jackson, especially in the middle, because uh, she can rebound and score. Uh, it's it's going to take uh, a Southern-like performance where they are just knocking down three-point shots, you know, uh, and it, it's going to take one of those type games to really knock off Jackson State. They, they are really a well-put-together team. Charles is so politically correct with that. I keep it simple. No. <laughs> Southern, they have the attitude. And I'm serious about this. Southern uh, has a different attitude than plays Jackson. So it takes up for some of the weaknesses you may see in the Southern team. And what I love about basketball, particularly in both the VIAC and SWAC this year, and I'll be interested to see if you move it forward. You're seeing such different styles in terms of players and recruits that it really is about these matchups certainly on the Monday night. And so I think in the tournament, 
it's going to be interesting to see what type of matchup suit up. Also would give a puncher chance to Pinebrook because they have an attitude in regards to Jackson. Obviously, the turmoil, that kind of concern you what that looks like, you know, where they – No pun intended on their puncher chance. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, be very careful with that. But so that that's the thing that concerns me about Grambling. Also, it's something about the tournament I like when teams have been there before. I know they had some yeah. players that played there a little bit, but yeah. particularly coaches and players that have kind of been in that. Uh, it, it's easy to succumb to the atmosphere in that house. And so I like teams that have kind of built and won there. Uh, I'll be interested to see what we say on the men's side because Ken Graham and finally get it done. Go ahead, Charles. So the, so the question is, do we see Zay Green down the stretch? We didn't see it this weekend. Uh, if you take a look at the box score with regards right. to Texas Southern uh, and Prairie View, but – uh, do we see her this weekend? Do we uh, uh, see her as uh, we get towards the uh, – to, do we see her in the tournament, actually? So I think that's something to keep an eye on with regards to Pine Bluff because she's a game changer. And and with our fans, boy, I tell you, they do not like the fact that these coaches <laughs> do not tell them information. You got it down there with Southern with the previous leading score. I mean, you have folks that do not understand why these coaches do not put out statements and they got to say something. I say, even if they say something, if it's not enough, you're not going to be happy. Now you got what's going on. They say these folks had to say something. I said, this is so different. I'm not sure what they knew what to say. Not they could say it. But traditionally, when you have a conference, a commissioner make a statement or even an AD, that's traditionally when there's altercation between two teams. We've seen that in the Southland, obviously, across the board in different areas uh, when that happens. But it's totally different when it's one team. That is such an anomaly. I don't know if making a statement is enough. One, you're trying to figure out what the heck went on. And two, uh, which brings us a little bit, is this madness with folks uh, crashing the floor. While I tease Valley a little bit, it wasn't out of chaos. But you also seen the coach at Valley trying to get the uh, fans off the floor. It wasn't you know, significant about it, it was, but it was enough. Uh, for things to maybe be a chaotic, particularly coming out of this week, when you talk about discussion of rushing the floor, which is intriguing because we've seen it both on the women's side with the preeminent star, Caitlin, getting uh, nicked yeah. up a little bit and being duped with uh, Blue Blood programs that they like to call it. Yeah. So it's fascinating to see where this is going to go uh, as sports continue on. With that being said, we'll take our next break, come back on the other side and uh, get into the major what? Go ahead. Get that final from the CIAA on the women's Please. side. Johnson C65, Winston Salem 59. That is the final. Awesome. Great update as we give it to you live. I told you that's what we do here on Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. We'll see you on the other side after this break. 2002 Empowerment Resources Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Impress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot left, and who the so listen to Professor uh, yes, sir, yes, sir, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Ville inside the HBC Sports Lab with Charles and AD. 
let's get into the major division on the men's side where things are pretty interesting. Oh, we did have a team falling out, and it was none other than the Southern Jaguars. They literally had a game uh, with Grambling at home, uh, winner take all. You'd have had first place on the line. Uh, you also had a top five spot on the line, and Jaguars, as you see, did not get it done. They fall out of the top five at 16-11, uh, but they're in good position as they see how to close out the season. It should be interesting down the stretch. The big thing about that game is, as we said earlier, uh, both men's and women's, but the men obviously swept Southern. So you don't have to worry about point differential. Uh, so head-to-head, -head, even if there's a tie regular season, it's going to go to Grammar in terms of that uh, top seeding. At uh, receiving votes, Southern Jaguars, 16-11, 10-4. So they fall just outside of the top five. All of a sudden, Alcorn State Braves, 10-17, 9-5. We didn't get into it, but at the end of the game, obviously, Jackson State lost that game. You had a coach tech at Jackson State overtime. Certainly a tough call, um, you know, whether you're a fan of Jackson or not. That was a tough call down the stretch. I didn't see a lot of evidence. The guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we broke that down yesterday, he too. Falls, he falls to the ground. The other guy stands up and he gets the <laughs> offensive foul. You're like, wow, okay. <laughs> but hey, that's what happens when you get down there <laughs> on the climax, as they like to say. <laughs> no <laughs> comment. <laughs> yeah, you better not. Go, that, go back and watch yesterday's sports rap. Bethune Cookman Wildcats, you talking about watching their games, more magic. What did they get it done? Uh, they're outside of the top seven. They're 14 and 4, 19 and 6. They had two thrilling uh, games at home this past weekend, and they get the W's against the Alabama schools. A&M and Alabama State. That's Alabama A&M, for those that don't know. Top five, you just saw it, teach you out, took Southern Tigers. Charles said this last week after they went against Southern on Monday night. Uh, they are getting hot. They go on the road, uh, and they get it done. They beat up on Valley, come from behind to get Pablo, and they leave out at 14 and 14, and not to be shook in the conference race, 10 and 5, as they are getting done just outside of that spot, uh, look out. Here come those Tigers. 54 points, not ranked. They're in the top five now. And number four, North Carolina Central Eagles, two big wins, 15-11, 7-4, 61 points. What's moving at number five? Uh, last week, he moves up a spot. He has the Eagles in the fourth spot looking good down the stretch. At number three, Tennessee State Tigers get back to win. They close out as they get prepared for the OVC tournament. 17 and 12, 10 and 6, 79 points, fourth place. See what they do this past weekend to kind of close up the OVC. Things have kind of tightened up over there. Uh, can they get in those top four spots? Uh, we'll sell C. Keep your eyes on the Tigers. At number two, another Tigers. This one's in the swag. Grambling State Tigers. We told you about the big victory over Southern. They had 14 and 13, 11 and 3, fourth place votes, 102 points. Remain in number two spot as they are playing some great basketball at number one. Uh, before I get there, I will say this about Grambling. Can Grambling finally cut down the notes in the SWAC tournament? This team uh, has been playing really good basketball over the last couple of years, winning regular season championships. Can they go to the tournament? Team that's been right there, can they finally get it done? We shall see. At number one, Norfolk State Spartans. They're looking uh, to kind of come back. Obviously, Howard got it done over them. 
crucial where they looked like they had a game wrapped up to win three MIAC tournaments in a row, not to be done, 19 and 9, 9 and 2, seven first place votes, 106 points. And credit to the Norfolk State. You're used to them being really good. They had a lot of losses. They brought a lot of players in. They had close games, but you can tell just the heart, well-coached program. They find a way to get it done, and they look like they are hungry to try to get back to the top in terms of a MEAC regular season championship as well as a tournament. So we shall see. A.D. Drew, what do you think about the men's top five? All right, I'm gonna start outside the top five. Alcorn State. Can Alcorn State get it done in the tournament this year? <laughs> They've not been able to get it done in the last couple of years. Another one. in the tournament suffering early early losses. So can Alcorn State correct that? But Doc, I think the scariest thing that I saw on your poll is the team that sits at the number five spot. Texas Southern. <laughs> and everybody Which is one in the, the swag knows why. Or Gramlin. Because they keep running into Texas Southern. Those two teams that you name lose to, to the place that it feeds your family every yep. year in the, in, in the doggone tournament. So, you know, it, and Texas Southern. You know, we we've seen Texas Southern win it from the top. We've seen Texas Southern be a also ran and win it, and we saw them sneak in last year and and and, and win it. So Texas Southern can beat you no matter where they are seated at. They have shown this traditionally. So the scariest thing on your poll is Texas Southern getting it right and getting it right early, <laughs> unlike last. Unlike last year, and and then you did you get Tennessee State? Can they make some noise in the OVC? Mm, good question. That yeah. that that's the question. And, and then Norfolk, we've seen Norfolk sit sit at the top and dominate the BAC, and then get that matchup in the uh in the BAC tournament, where be it Central, be it Howard, be it somebody. Where mm-hmm. it it just it just isn't good, and they lose a heartbreaker. Can yeah. can Norfolk hold yeah. on? Because Norfolk, we see we see Norfolk when they are the hunter, go ahead and win it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, don't know if I'm really seeing Norfolk win from the hunted position lately. Mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Good point, Charles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ad. I don't know if you remember when when Buda Baker from the Cardinals uh, made that pick. Uh, two, three years ago, and DK Metcalf ran him down before he could score. That's Texas <laughs> Southern chasing down, you know, Alcorn, Grambling. Because they're they running right now and looking over their shoulder. Because if Texas Southern goes 2-0 this weekend with Jackson State and Alcorn coming in, yeah, everybody better, you know, better strap up your seatbelt because Texas Southern's on Texas their invitation is open. Ooh, Texas invitation all of a sudden. It comes to bear. So let's see what happens this weekend with regards to uh, Jackson State and Alcorn doing the Texas two-step. I'm very interested. Monday night, Bethune-Cookman, Ed Grandma. That, to me, is going to be oh, yeah. a, a fun one to watch to see uh, what what can what can Bethune-Cookman do on the road. That, that, that's that's going to be uh, interesting. We've, we've seen them handle themselves 
uh, sort of up and down uh, on the road this season. But what can they do against Grambling this weekend, Grambling and Southern actually this weekend? So we've got some fun contests coming down the stretch. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well said when you talk about some of those matchups uh, going down the stretch. It'll be fascinating to see what goes on. We're going to take a last break. Charles has a question of the day he wants to get out. We're going to make sure he gets that out. Uh, so we're going to take one last break, come back on the other side and give you what it looks like before we do that, when we talk about some of those key matchups, uh, uh, Norfolk State and Delaware State, uh, Central and Coppin State, South Carolina State, Morgan State, Howard and Maryland, Eastern Shore. When you talk about uh, Saturday, Sunday, that means you have North Carolina Central at Morgan State, Delaware State at Howard, Maryland, Eastern Shore, Norfolk State, South Carolina State, and Cotton State. I don't know if anything really stands out, but just the way these games have been played, uh, don't be surprised if somebody goes down in terms of what that looks like. Um, when you talk about Saturday in the SWAC, Bethune-Cookman at Southern uh, should be interesting. you got two teams that are looking for seeding at the top part of the conference, two and three seeds, four seeds are on the line. You got that rivalry, Alabama State, Alabama A&M, uh, FAMU at Gramlin. Uh, so fascinating to see what goes on there. Jackson State at Texas Southern. Mississippi Valley at Arkansas Pine Bluff, another rivalry matchup. Alcorn State at Prairie View. Coach Bussey has had his way with the Prairie View A&M Panthers. Is he going to come in and kind of ruin things when you look at uh, senior night for a lot of these guys? should be interesting to see what that looks like in terms of that matchup. Like then on Monday, you have the Jackson State at Prairie View, all corner Texas Southern. Another key matchups on, on Monday. It was fascinating to see uh, that has all corner State at 9 and 5, Texas Southern at 10 and 5. So somebody's looking for that seeding again. Uh, outside shots at the top ranked teams, but don't come in 9 6, 10 and 3. Uh, that's on the men's side. Fascinating to see what that looks like. Take our last break, come back on the other side. Let Charles ask his question of the day, and then we'll call it an evening. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational powerhouse intelligent and sincere that's the voice you need for your creative marketing process k-e-a-v-e-r-s-v-o-i-c-e.com covers voice covers voice covers voice.com always on all the time Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah, and who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yesa yes, and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Will inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Belinda Johnson, Alcor, and Can and Will. She stated again to make sure we understand it clearly. Alcorn, Can, and Will win this weekend. Ooh, They'll just rub it in. Ugh. With that being nice. said, I like some Coach Bussy, though. With that being said, let's get into Charles with the question of the day. Yeah, let's take a look at our uh, actual professor tonight. And what I want to talk about was uh, looking at the Legacy Bowl. Uh, we had an unfortunate injury with regards to uh, Davis Richard 
uh, arguably the best quarterback in HBCU football this past season. Uh, RPL play uh, fractured his ankle uh, down there at the Legacy Bowl. So uh, I, I did want to ask a question. Uh, will coaches and or agents second guess sending uh, upper tier players down to this uh, HBCU All-Star game? It's a tough question uh, in terms of what that looks like. Um, I think you might have some to have a hesitation, but unless you're really so far on the board uh, where you're getting the invite uh, to the combine in Indianapolis, I think at some point you still want to get out there. Now you can take the traditional route where you see some of the obviously premier top uh, quarterbacks that just do the drills, if you would. Uh, and they don't necessarily play in the game. So that's something to think about. But football is such a contact sport that it becomes challenging uh, when you do that. And so I'm not sure if there's a true answer about that. But I would hesitate to see that you'd have too many agents, uh, coaches not participating. I will say my immediate reaction was, why is he running the football uh, that was my immediate, and I, all the texts I got immediately was, why is he running the football? But I, I understand football is a contact sport, but uh, and my understanding was, you know, there was an understanding as to what plays he would be running down there. So I, I guess that, that lends itself even more question as to why was that play call? Yeah. Yeah, that's certainly for sure. Yeah. If there was an understanding, I'd be curious to see who understood that in regards to what it looks like. And, you know, it's interesting to me when somebody said there's an understanding. What does that mean? Okay. Who understood? Was there a direct conversation or was that what you think happens in an all-star game when you say that was your understanding? So I really would be intrigued about what does that mean? Obviously, you had the comments from the coaches. I think both of them had some validity. Motion is certainly high. You're talking about a coach that had a quarterback took him to a national champion that he's seen grow as a freshman. So a lot of emotional ties there. Uh, again, you know, I heard somebody say, Hey, that's what he runs. That's what he played. We just did what he called. So some thoughts on that. I think the other question that's on the table with somebody talk about, is there anything you can do to separate from the injuries? I think that's an even tougher question uh, in regards to what you look like uh, in these games, uh, because there's, thought process you see some all-star games uh where they play where you don't sack the quarterback um type of games but you had a defensive player that was able to really uh show off and get defensive mvp because he sat had four sacks yeah you know how did that go when you punishing defensive players for doing that and again i think you know all these years with all these games you wouldn't have hadn't had these type of injuries or whatever um, and so football is just one of those tough games where every once in a while somebody just has a tough injury that gets in there. Eddie, Drew, you want to add anything to it? Charles, Dr. Mm-hmm. Cavill, should a pitcher pitch in a baseball all-star game for fear of their shoulder or their elbow? Should they not throw their changeup for fear of their shoulder or their elbow? It's part of the game, unfortunately. It's an unfortunate part of the game. What positions does Davius Richard play? Quarterback. I'm going to give you a number. 
when you think about his position. And that number is two. The number of quarterbacks that have been drafted from the HBCU ranks in the last 30 years. Steve Air McNair and Tavares Jackson. Tavares Jackson. Mm -hmm. So it's not like he's playing a position and the NFL scouts think that our quarterbacks are are, are going to grade out as, as a top three draft pick. Hell, our quarterbacks won't even grade out as a draft pick and until recently have been lucky to get UDFAs. Davis Richard probably was playing to get to the UFL, realistically. So when you consider the UFL compared to a professional career, and I mean a professional career, as in if I don't know what his major is, business or whatever his major would be, he's probably going to make more money for those six months or four months that he plays in the UFL than he would, you know, uh, going as a a first-time job seeker out of college. So I'm not mad at him for taking the risk. For try, he though he is not making generational wealth, he's not making wealth to that he can put in the bank for the next twenty years. But he will make enough to support his family for a year. You cannot knock that. Now the play, the play call, who who what was it? The professional scouts that said we want to see him run this play, or was mm-hmm. it the coaches saying we want to show off his skills running his play? That that question will never be answered. But I do have to say because if an NFL or UFL official said, I want to see him, you know, we want to see him run so-and-so and so-and-so, these type of plays, then you you you, you got to do what they ask because they're the ones who are going to be signing his paycheck ultimately if, if he's going to play. So, unfortunate, yes. Can we do anything? The only thing we could do is not play the game. That's the only thing we that we could do. And if that's the case, what 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 happens? Because there's only so much that you can do in the Underwear Olympics to impress these scouts. Very true. Well said. And again, uh, certainly understand. Dr. Roderick Holmes says RPO should not be called in all-star games. I think there's an argument for that uh, in terms of that. Obviously, you call the play. He makes it. No injury. Nobody thinks twice about it. You celebrate. Um, but we'll see how it moves forward. Certainly will be room for more conversation. I do think it's it's good to see the amount of interest uh, from the HBCU framework, if you would, of people having this type of conversation on the issue. Obviously, I think maybe some of the language and stuff like that uh, could be toned down, but general, the passion that's out there this is extremely important to continue to see for the overall HBC sports culture. So with that being said, any final uh, thought on it from you, Charles? Uh, I, I, I'm, I am conflicted uh, in, in regards to uh, what skill set you want to showcase, but I, I know my immediate reaction was I couldn't believe he was running in that situation. So I, I'll put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think everybody did that, but you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Thank hindsight you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. 
I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. I think the other thing is that so many of us got to know them from the championship run and all the media that have talked to him particularly. And then the fact that he is senior year and we get to talk with him and made us feel like we knew Davidson. We had a connection and wanted to see him do well because he's such a, a brilliant and, and dynamic young man. And that's on and off the field. So I will add that um, to Davidson. And, really pray for his speedy recovery in terms of moving forward in whatever he chooses to do, uh, whether it's continue to chase his dreams in terms of playing football or whether that is in another uh, professional career. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Octodus Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock. Again, we will not have a show this Thursday. Uh, we will give uh, myself a chance to travel. We'll keep you updated. As we take care of a little other business, we look forward to next week as we discuss the latest in the news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on X, formerly known as Twitter. Facebook and YouTube is inside the HBC Sports Lab. Charles, uh, anything you need, let me know. Uh, we'll need to take care of your business there. Eddie Drew again, thank you for joining us tomorrow. ONG Strike Zone, make sure you check it out. Uh, you also have on Sunday, obviously, updates from a sports wrap uh, with Brian and AD. One of my favorite shows out there is they just go in all types of directions, ask those tough questions, even the ones I don't agree with. You can't do that. Don't say that. But it's great in terms of the dialogue. Shout out to Carlos on Saturday when he brings in the ADs and the coaches. Uh, they just continue to educate. But that's what you get on BCSN and the live game. So make sure you continue to check us out, BCSN, as we give you your live streaming games, particularly for the NIA, SIAC, Division II programs. We'll continue to give you that. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We'll talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. AD? Bowie 9, Libby Stone 7, first half. Lecture. Dismissed. <laughs>